Welcome to the Worship Central Podcast. We are passionate to see the worship and creativity of churches throughout the world set on fire. Join us as we explore what this might look like. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Santa baby. (laughs) Go Nick. Please don't sing that to me. It makes me uncomfortable. You have to know that one of my favourite ever Christmas moments was when Nick Drake and our previous children's pastor sang the most profoundly awkward rendition of Santa to baby so to awkward. about five of us can I just give <laughs> the context it was the staff awkward. karaoke uh, Christmas party we were a small staff in, in a tiny room with a tiny number of staff with a tiny TV <laughs> and a not, no microphone it was, it was truly truly it awful. was uncomfortable anyway welcome to Happy the Christmas, Christmas edition of oh, the December. Worship Central podcast it is December Christmas is upon us yeah. we are wearing Santa Claus hats enough said about that <laughs> we have a great podcast lined up mm. we've got a live chat we've got the bridge but first guys we've got a uh, Christmas special game called Carol Alphabet and the deal is we've got a bowl in the middle of this table with uh, letters that we're going to pick out and basically you have to name a carol uh, beginning with that letter no cheating ladies first go it's a knockout okay here we go alright G God rest you merry gentlemen very good here we go I'm getting it out of the bowl and I've got L Lowy comes with clouds descending. No cheating now. Is that on him? Yeah. I've never heard of that. P. P, 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 P. P. Oh, peace. Peace to all mankind. Mankind. Peace. Two. Peace on on earth. What's it called? Okay, me. Tim Hughes, here we go. K. Um. Five seconds. You guys. King of Kings. What? King of Kings. King of Kings coming like a baby. (laughs) No, I think you're out. Right, it's between Drakey and Anna. Knockout round. Come on, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh. Oh, come on, you're faithful. Oh, no. That's so easy. Okay, I've got P, P. Is there more um, P's in this than peace anyone else? Peace on earth and goodwill to all. Oh, come on. That that's him? kind of what I said. Yeah? No, that's, that's, a, that's a, a line carol. in here. No, is it? No, no. that's a line. You're out. Okay. You're out. Okay. Thank you very much. And your prize. prize is this special Christmas hat Ooh. I'm wearing. Brilliant wow. for podcasts. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, enough of that. Let's head straight into the live chat with Reverend Dr. Nicholas Drake. Thank you very much, Tim. Um, Reverend Tim. So, yeah, so we thought it'd be helpful just diving into a little bit of understanding what this season of Advent as well is about, which helps set up the celebration of Christmas. And Advent is, is this word meaning like arrival or waiting for arrival. You know, if you think of like everyone outside, like the first release of a film like the red carpet Leicester Square like that waiting and anticipation of the, of the main star arriving is kind of a, a picture image of this season of awaiting and a, and obviously we're not literally waiting for Jesus to be born because he's been born and so we're waiting to celebrate afresh mm. 
the advent of God in human flesh in our world and, and how that changes everything for, for everyone. And so it's this, it's this, if it's done well, it really helps set up celebration by diving deeper for the foundations of that celebration and carving out greater depth to the celebration as we wait. So in some churches, they'll use physical ways of doing this. Um, so for example, Advent wreaths, you know, this kind of relatively newer tradition of having, say, five candles, um, four of them being expressions of biblical characters waiting and preparing the way. So from uh, the patriarchs, Abraham, David, uh, through to the prophets, through to Mary waiting in a pregnancy, through to John the Baptist, and then the fifth candle is lit and it's Jesus, the light of the world, arriving. And and I love that because it helps... Uh, especially for younger, you know, children and everything as well, it helps just get this sense of anticipation, like an advent calendar does yeah. mm. in our homes, of waiting and waiting and waiting for something incredible to come at the end, mm. which is Jesus. And obviously as well with Advent, one of the themes is anticipation of Jesus' return, the second mm. coming. Why is that really exciting? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. Obviously, we're in that now and not yet of the kingdom, mm. aren't we? And 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 there's that sense uh, in the New Testament of Jesus. There'll be this day when everything is under His feet, and He presents it all to the Father. So this complete um, restoration, you know, of all things being fit and fitted together in Him that comes right at the end. And again, we can't imagine that. So partly our celebration of Christmas is this anticipation of that as well. So no sooner has Christmas arrived, it's time to celebrate, then you've got this same sense of awaiting and anticipation of even more Mm. completion, even more healing, even more restoration, even more salvation for the whole world uh, coming. Yeah, and I I think um, it's obviously our hope in Jesus and this belief of his returning to, to restore all things, to make all things new, um, which is why we're so excited about sharing with others the story of Jesus. Um, I, I think Christmas, undoubtedly in the church, is the easiest invite you could ever have to invite your friends, come to a carol service. It's part, particularly in the UK, part of our sort of traditions, you know, mm. you go to a carol service. Uh, Luke and I, it'd be great to hear as, as worship pastors at Gastry, so, some of the things we've done um, to try and mark and to celebrate Christmas. How do you choose songs? How do we arrange them? Do you go traditional? Do you go contemporary? What are some of your thoughts? Yeah, so I suppose as worship pastors, we're just really thinking this is an incredible opportunity. Mm. Like the yeah. church is going to be full, like everyone loves a carol. So yeah. let's just go big. But also the unique opportunity that we have is to depict this earthy human like crazy story of god becoming a baby i mean and Mm. if we can capture the authenticity of that that's really what connects with people's hearts Mm. as well as being unapologetic about going big on celebration and like you know the ecstaticness of christmas and the anticipation that we're talking about so what we try and do um a couple of things we we um have these performance items and again we kind of do these really excellently we get um artists like local artists who we know and get them to perform some pieces maybe songs that they've written or doing covers of something that again really depict that earthiness christmas story so you're drawn in as a listener but also really moved by this incredible story but also then um 
we, I think we've really learned over the years that our best job that we can do as worship pastors is go big on carols. So the yeah. thing that people love the most year in, year out, and, and mm. we've loved that. So, um, you know, we draw, this is a great opportunity to draw members of the team who are really gifted with production or, um, you know, arrangements and that kind of thing um, together. And so we start talking about this in September, um, start brainstorming ideas, drawing in different people. Do you want to say a bit more about that stuff? Yeah, I think the challenge, I mean, we all love carols, don't we? And they're amazing. No, I hate them. (laughs) (laughs) It's a joke. It's a joke, people. I love them. They're timeless. Um, You know, they're kind of like the the hymns, right? They they just, they don't go out of um, fashion. They're they're ageless, timeless. But I think the challenge is um, to bring fresh musicality and interest around them. Mm. And I think particularly when we're thinking kind of missionally and we're thinking, I want to invite my friend who's a hipster coffee barista, you know, I want, I want him, uh, or her to come in. Exactly. Thank you. Um, to come in and sort of be wowed. I want to present Jesus in a way in which I'm really excited. Uh, not that we kind of need to kind of zhuzh it up or anything, but I think just that thing of like, we're excited about this season more than Christmas hats and presents and all the materialistic stuff. We're excited about presenting Jesus in all, all his glory. Um, and I think that's why we go to the extra uh, length, the extra mile in terms of preparation and and putting some exciting sounds and and parts around these hymns, um, so these carols. Um and and I think what, what Anna said, it's it, what's been really cool is to see a team win around um, shared musicality and preparation. So so we really envision the guys, and and it feels like what happens is um, people get excited about um, Christmas and about playing these carols, um, and kind of I don't know bringing bringing their best really. Um, and uh, so we love it. This is like a super exciting season can, for us. Can I ask? Um, Practically, how does that all work? When do you start preparing? Yeah. Is it like the day before? Nope. <laughs> um, no, I mean, as early as possible. So, um, you know, we we began a couple of months ago um, thinking through um, song lists. So, you know, we have planning meetings in terms of the whole gathering. What's it going to look like? How many... Um, uh, spoken pieces are we going to have? How many items are we going to have? Uh, what's the flow of the gathering? How's the lighting f- going to feel when people walk in the room? You know, it's, I think it's that whole thing of uh, when we invite guests, we're, we're trying to um, trying to help them enter into this narrative in the best way possible. And, um, you know, people liken it to when you invite a guest around for dinner or whatever, you, you want to make it um, just feel so special. Mm. And, and I think really the heart of it is worship, right? The heart of it is that we want to uh, worship Jesus. We want to lead people to encounter. And can I ask, um, because as a church, we, in our normal Sundays, we, we want to prioritize space for the spirit as well. Yeah. And um, the spirit's unique ministry amongst us in bringing the life of God and presence of Jesus. So h- how do you see the spirit working in that kind of setup? Because obviously, it's slightly more of a presentation of the narrative, as you've said. Mm. Like you're presenting the story, there's performance pieces. Um, so, and we don't do prayer ministry, so to speak, mm. i.e. inviting people to come out and pray, come Holy Spirit. But still, obviously, we believe the Spirit's at work. How mm. how have you seen the Spirit at work through these gatherings mm. at Christmas? That's a great question. I mean, I think um, for sure in the planning, like we're, we're always praying, like what's the what's the fresh thing that we can bring to this year? 
how can we and you know you've said it before Jackie but you know one of the spirit's roles is that he's always leading us to Jesus and I think it's the same with the cows like how can we we're praying come Holy Spirit like through how can we um draw people to him again um and also I think um create creatively you know the spirit is kind of conjuring up these ideas in us the whole time like he's our he's the the inspiration right and so I think um for me actually it's one of the times where I feel the Holy Spirit move in some of the most powerful ways during these gatherings because it's like you can hear a pin drop in the room some of these items you feel like wow the spirit of God is moving in such a creative way where Jesus is front and center and I mean that's yeah we don't do prayer ministry we don't necessarily do the whole come Holy Spirit prayer but I think in all the elements you mm. sense this um unique presence of God in a in a way that's just different it's hard to put words to it but yeah I, I think a couple of reflections I, I think one of the things we've done um is th this Christmas choir so throughout this um the autumn term uh, a fall term for any American listeners hello <laughs> um <clears throat> We've been gathering the choir each week. They've been learning some of the carols. Yeah. So that brings massive celebration. You know, the big sound of the vocals, which is huge with these carols. The other great thing about that we've found, the more people have real ownership um, in the carols, the more friends they're going to invite. Mm. Uh, that was a genius move. So you have a big choir, suddenly they're, it sounds amazing, but they're also excited to bring all their friends and family to see them. So you multiply the guests coming in and you've got to think like that. Um, I think the other thing I'd say is we, when we first did the carols at Gastry, um, you know, we worked really hard on all the performance pieces and the slick presentation of everything. But the moment where I felt it really connected was actually when we were leading worship with the carols. Yeah. yeah. Because I think that's something we're passionate about worship and encounter and the sense of the presence of God when we worship. And I think we almost probably the first time got a bit kind of almost self-conscious, a bit mm. kind of wooden. Yeah. wooden yeah. And uh, I think it lost something of just who we are. Yeah. I think one of the things we've been more confident in is we're going to worship God, but we're doing it through mm. these carols with these fresh arrangements. And actually it's in those moments where I feel um, people are really, Oh, wow. A sense of something yeah. happening. So I think being confident in who you are yeah. as a community is really important. And also, sorry, just really quickly to add, we, we know one of our values is we'll drop anything if we feel the Lord doing something else. And I think we have the same mindset in our heads. So although it's more planned, like there's still a, a mindset of space and waiting to see what the Spirit of God is doing and whether that means leaving a little bit of space or let's repeat that course again or whatever it might be. It's the same approach as we would lead every Sunday with. And I think the overarching um, theme has been to reclaim the wonder. That's been our like mantra with mm. these carols. Like how can we put Jesus back on the map uh, during this festive season where it becomes about all the materialistic things? It's like let's reclaim the wonder in our worship and recenter this whole time again around who is Jesus. So we talked about the, some of the excellence there, but what what do you do like with with smaller churches where there's maybe more value of inclusivity, community, music making? Yeah. Um, have you got any tips for for them? What that what they can do? Yeah, I think one observation that I've had um, in the past is that um, you know the carols 
um, perhaps because they've often been played on the organ or, or whatever, um, they're quite complex musically. And I think one thing that's really easy to do is just to simplify. You know, a lot of the carols, um, even some of the arrangements we've come up with, uh, it's about kind of taking some chords out letting um, there be more space. So that's one thing I think to really work on is like, how can you um, strip things back a bit, take some chords out, let the kind of lyrics breathe a bit more as well, because on organ, they're fantastic, like with all the harmonic um, dynamics going on. But I think um, particularly in a contemporary setting where maybe you don't have professional musicians or whatever, um, simplicity is key i think um but then also i think rehearsing is key you know for us we we've done so much rehearsing in this season to get ready and i think there's an opportunity to involve the different musicians in your team like how can we how can we make this um carol like you know silent night we've done this very simple arrangement where we kind of just um vamping around for a while and we we just try and come up with a very simple hook you know it might be a keyboard part that just a fresh intro that makes the song stand out again rather than just sort of bashing through some few a few chords it's trying to again just find little ways of, of making something sparkle again and it really doesn't have to be complicated like yes for us we've we've gone like we're using some backing tracks and we've you know we've tried to put some pre- produced elements in but also there's those times where you you want a carol um just to speak for itself they've got incredible lyrics and it's about simplifying to mm-hmm. let the lyrical narrative really breathe in the room mm-hmm. and invite people into that narrative yeah and one of the things we also do alongside our carol services or singing or dancing is um an acoustic carols um yeah. and actually they, they've been really powerful and people love those because again when it's all stripped back, that sense of community and singing these age-old hymns are so powerful. Sorry, carols are so powerful. Um, yeah, can be really special. So again, it's just thinking about, okay, what's the approach you want to take and how to do that well? Hey, so this is one carol that we've kind of revamped, reharmonized, and uh, we want to put it out there for you guys uh, as a resource if you want to kind of steal it for your carols. Um, and uh, kind of use the chord chart that we'll put up on worshipcentral.org forward slash podcast. And uh, we really hope this is like a fun uh, takeaway for you guys. Angels from the realms of glory with the glory and highest tag.
Okay, let's take it to the bridge. A few years ago, I actually worked on um, a Christmas album uh, and it was really, really good fun. And I think ended up writing about three or four songs on this album and just channeling all of that kind of creative energy and songwriting experience into really focused writing, trying to write a Christmas song. We obviously weren't writing at Christmas time. It was kind of months before so I want to encourage you to be thinking about that maybe this could be for next year Um, but you're thinking right around Easter time maybe May June July start to think look could I write a song for my church and you have to get in this Christmas mindset even though the sun's starting to come out Uh, and to be thinking ahead you know what could we do that then we could start recording, working on maybe in September and December, you know, to get out in December. So I want to really encourage you, why don't you try and write a modern day Christmas song for your church, a carol that's going to carry those eternal timeless truths of one of the major moments of the Christian calendar and try and limit yourself in that way, I think you'll find it a really encouraging and rewarding experience. And I think as well, if it ends up being a good song and your church likes it, it will be a massive blessing and encouragement for them as well. I know that's happened for me over the years as well. I've written songs for churches I've worked for and they've been used in that way uh, for carol services. And um, it's been a really great moment. And you can think choirs, how could I get a choir involved in this, maybe in the chorus and write something that's particularly nuanced towards that when you're thinking about lyrics go back over those carols that maybe you're so familiar with and look at the lyrics again and think how can I retell this today um, and make this story really accessible and relevant for people it's an enormous challenge as a lyric writer but I think it's something that you'll only become a better songwriter by trying to think about that so I remember writing a song uh, quite a while ago for a church Um, that was a sort of modern day carol. And I was using the phrase, um, so the story goes. You know, that was just this little phrase I was was throwing in that was kind of a songwriting kind of moment to be able to say, you know, this happened, this happened, so the story goes. This happened, this happened, so the story goes. The Holy Saviour, he came to to earth. And it's finding those ways of just retelling that story um, that's timeless and wonderful and beautiful. Give it a go. You will love doing it. One of the best things we do as Worship Central is a thing called The Week, which is happening June the 21st to the 25th in Birmingham, 2020. Uh, We have already confirmed Jonathan Helser, who's going to be coming to teach and lead worship. We've got all of the team, other guests, which we'll be announcing soon. But it's for worship leaders, worship pastors. Come and spend a week with us as we hang out, worship together, chat, get great input. It's an amazing, amazing thing. Go to the website, book on, come and join us. Hey, so that was our Christmas episode. We can't wait to see you in 2020, where we will see things more clearly and have greater (laughs) levels of faith. Do I hear some glory? Hallelujah. Glory praising. Full of anticipation. So, see you next time. (laughs) Happy New Year.